For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief treating their child with cannabis. This is One Family's Story. Welcome to another episode of Love Love and Cannabis. Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Steffen. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Steffen. Welcome, folks. Welcome to another episode. Sorry for the delay. (laughs) We've been out of commission for quite some time. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we had an episode. Sorry about that. Yeah, as you know, if you're a married couple, you know there's things that just take up your time, and next thing you know, you're just out of it. Yeah, and you get like into this slump or something. I don't know what to call it. Every day is a challenge. Getting out of bed is a challenge. Yeah. Getting the kids ready is a challenge. Just getting to work is it's like you're constantly battling. So for me, like fatigue just hit me like hard. And school started and I don't work during the summer, so I had to go back. So that was like a transition for me to get back into the routine of me going back to work. And I work with kids, and I actually work with kids with special needs. So uh, going back to school has been pretty draining for me, and my body has to get used to work. So sorry about that. That kind of caused us to have this little delay after the fatigue hit us. Yeah, yeah. Come home, you know, the routine, and you just go back, just go to sleep. Next day, you're eating dinner, and you're watching TV, and you're out cold. Food in one hand, remote in the other. And then the kids run around around you while you're asleep. So we're tired. And also, we're house hunting. Yeah, that's another challenge in itself, too. Oh, my God. For people who've gone through it, it's it's not easy. It's, it's, it's like, oh, my God. Like, really? All this stuff that you have to do, and then you're chasing ghosts. Because you see this house you like, and then you find under the crevices is this issue, that issue, um, then there's a hidden cause and it's one thing after another and you're moving on and you both have different ideas of what <laughs> the house would look like. What do you want? Yeah. You have your wants and you have your needs and it's, they're not matching. So yeah, that's, it's been uh, a challenge with that, but it's, it's interesting. We're to, learning a lot. Oh yeah. Learning about patience. Still don't have it. <laughs> Still, I learned that much. I don't have it. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Where you're working with real estate agents, where you're dealing with the brokers, you're dealing with all these people, and the people who are trying to sell the house, it's like... There's know, a lot of games. Yeah. A lot of mind, games. Mind games. So you're a trying lot of to mind games. Out. Yeah, you wish you could come out and be honest, like, yeah, you know what, this is the issue, this is the issue, you guys can resolve it, or we can take it off, but they want money that's like, no, I'm not paying that much for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Really? You want a half a million dollars? Two bedroom, one bath? House? And pavement all around. <laughs> like, and New nuts. York is rough. Oh yeah, it's rough it's... for what you for what how much you're paying for what you get, and it's hard because you look at homes and say the South, Florida, other states, and other states. You're like, wow, look how much you get for five hundred. Yeah, York, the cost of living. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting much. Yeah, you get a closet. So it's a little <laughs> rough, you know. But no, we're pushing through, and hopefully, maybe by next year, we'll find something that we're looking for. So we're being patient with it. Yeah. 
But it's again, it's not easy for you guys. Have gone through it. it I hear it takes anywhere from three months, six months, maybe a year to two years before you find what you're looking for. Yeah, some people search for five years. So yeah, so we're we're being patient. I just wanted to give you guys a little update on Aiden. He's doing excellent. Yeah, yeah. If he keeps it handsome himself. <laughs> Little kid, just full of energy, just full of ball energy, which is a good thing. I mean, for something that he's going through, and he still has that spirit in him, that energy. He's, you know, he's fighting constantly with, you know, with overcoming, you know, the aspects of his seizures when it does flare up. But it doesn't stop him from, you know, learning or even doing activities, uh, participating in a classroom, answering questions. So it's, it was a great idea. To have um, you know redshirted him, and for him to really get a, you know involved in the class like he should be as a kid, uh, despite his uh, ailment. Yeah, he's doing great this year. So um, we said in a previous episode we had Aiden repeat kindergarten, but it's been amazing. I like redshirt because I play sport. You know, I played sports. And, you know, that's what you do. I guess you could say it's red shirt. Yeah, yeah. You red shirt. Red shirt him. <laughs> so, um, he's now able to do the homework on his own without me helping him. Which last year was a struggle. Was a struggle. I had to help him. He's independent with his homework. He's able to. So that. Yeah, it's the independence, and in- and that's what we've been doing is being independent. He walks into school. By himself. Well, the school encourages. And the school create, encourages that. Last year, that we didn't do that. Yeah, they create a safe environment for him to do that. And they want him to be more independent. They want all the kids, not just him. They want all the kids to be very independent. Some parents are like a little skeptical about it, especially when you're dealing with five and six-year-olds. But you have to do that. You have to make them independent early. Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, that leads into our conversation about Having that independence, because I know at an early age, my mom, that when I was seven, she would take me to do laundry with her. She taught me how to separate my clothes, how to gauge what temperature water goes with what color clothes. So like white clothes always get hot water, dark clothes get the cold water. And then she would use, she told me how to measure uh, my soap water, you know, basically my detergents. And when to use either fabric softener or just liquid softener. Mm-hmm. And folding, that that was one of that, I think that was one of my favorite parts is folding the clothes. You know, smelling the clothes after it's all said and done, dried and folding it. Okay, just a backdrop. Osiris loves doing laundry. Yeah, I I do. <laughs> I, it's it's my zen moment. I really I get so caught up I in guess, it. It's getaway, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't like doing it, so why not? I'll do it. I have no qualms doing that. I don't mind doing laundry, but just not a laundry man. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't fold the clothes. It's so important to fold the clothes. What do you no, mean? no wrinkles. You did laundry once. You stuffed all the clothes in the bag and you brought it upstairs. Like I wasn't staying there. I'm like, you got to fold the clothes. Oh, I'll fold them, them at home. I don't want to home. fold them there. No, you can't do that. It it gets wrinkled. I know. I don't know. I never really did a laundry, <laughs> and laundry <laughs> mat before. <laughs> but you've done laundry where you had to fold your clothes and keep it neatly. Uh, for me, I don't. I. Don't mind the folding. I don't mind. The yeah, laundry. I don't mind folding clothes. I just don't want to. I just want to get out the laundry man. Like I'm done. Ah, that's your peace. That's your zen moments. I mean, when you're alone and you're just folding, you're with your thoughts and with yourself. Yeah, you could do that at home. Yeah, but for me to stuff all the clothes I just finished washing and drying, shove them into a bag, and then carry them home, and then pull them out and they're wrinkled. 
I, 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 yeah, there's something I about that. that bothers me. <laughs> okay, I get it. Well, I mean, again, when uh, when I did laundry with my mom, that's one of the things. She's like, no, no, no. You, and you know, that's something that stayed with me. Where she Got wanted it. me to fold it right there and there. And put it neatly. She taught me how to fold it. And I'm like, wow. And it stayed with me. Interesting thing. When I worked in a group home. So I was working with young men uh, about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. I was teaching these young men how to do laundry because these guys came with no survival skill no social skills Mm -hmm. they know how to hang out they know how to sell drugs they know how to rob and steal but they didn't know how to do their basic hygiene didn't know how to cook didn't know how to do laundry so i had to be the one to teach they didn't even know how to make a bed so i had to teach them all these skills and one of them was basically doing laundry and ironically i ran into one of my former students you know one of the kids that came from the group home he said look Everything you taught me, I never forgot. Nice. I know how to do my laundry. You know, that basic hygiene. You know, people take it for granted. You think that you're supposed to know these things. But if somebody doesn't show you, you're not going to do it. Absolutely, yeah. And he appreciated that. And he said that stayed with him. And I was like, wow. So now thinking about Aiden, this is the same thing. Because now we're teaching him how to pick. I started teaching him how to pick out his clothes every morning. Nice. You know, it's like, hey, Aiden, pick out your socks. (laughs) Get your underwear, T-shirt, pants, let's go. Even showing him how to put socks on. And again, for children who don't have any type of disabilities or ailments, it's easy for them to do certain things that we take for granted. Aiden, for him to put socks on, it was a challenge because he had to figure out his muscles and how to work his fingers in his socks just to put his socks on. And so I had to teach it. It had to be repetitive every day. He's starting to get the hang of it. Now he's been doing it for about a month and a half. So every morning we have our routine. And for boys in general, you have to give them routines. They want that structure. I learned the hard way, guys. Yeah. So mothers out there, you can learn from the fathers. Like boys are a different beast than girls. So I learned the hard way with Aiden. They they need their routine. Yeah. They need their consistent and need their structure. And I learned the hard way. With this, oh yeah, you gotta you gotta give it to them, and it, and it helps them because for them it's like I'm staying active because they're busybodies; they're always doing something anyway. Give them something to do. Like this is your job, and they'll appreciate it, and they'll be glad to do it. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, it takes time, but uh, it wasn't easy in the beginning. But he fought us on a lot of things. He likes to fight because he feels in his mind I can do it. But somebody has to show you how to do it first. Yeah, he's very stubborn, and he thinks you know how to do everything. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's a negative and a positive. Oh but my god, is how we're gonna have to redirect that uh, in a sense that he can use that energy, that passion, that I can do this, I can do this. But I'm gonna need somebody to show me how to do it first, <laughs> and then I can get this going. <laughs> but as a parent. You have to think about all these things, despite your everyday life schedule and things that you need to do. But it's like, okay, how do I set up my child to be independent, even though there's still babies in your mind? Mm-hmm. And that is something you will, you know, try to find a balance between. Yes, yes, and we're doing, and that's that's the main thing we're seeing this year is that we're getting his independence, which I love. Well, you know, you think about it. You build that independence, he builds confidence. And he'll start to do it more and more on his own. And then now he's like, I can yeah. do it. And once he gets to doing things routinely, he say, hey, look. And which he looks for is recognition. It's like, hey, look, look what I did. I did it on my own. 
Look, mom, mm-hmm. look what I did. Look, dad. And it's awesome when you see a kid accomplish something, especially when they have a certain ailment or disability and they're accomplishing certain things. I mean, I've heard parents say, I'd just be happy if my child would eat normal food. Mm. For us, Aiden eats everything and anything. Or some parents I've heard say, I'd be happy if my child smiled. This kid constantly smiles. So we're very fortunate in that sense that he doesn't have the severe ailments like other children um, in his situation has. So it's a blessing in that sense, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we don't have our issues that we're dealing with. with exactly, him. exactly. So, okay, Osiris. So um, one of the topics today was um, marriage, relationships. Oh, that, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> So we wanted to. It's not, a business transaction. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I agree. It's tough. So, and I think the question that you posed was, "What happens after the honeymoon phase?" Yeah. What happens? Why? Why? Why does? <laughs> why does everything get shut down? Why does everything seems to be more? Ch- you had fun when you were single. You. It was fun. It, I mean, for couples who've actually moved in together. There was those moments where like, yeah, but as soon as the kid gets in, I don't know if it changes once we get married or once the child comes in. When does it change? I think the marriage changes it. And then when you have the child, it, it, it's it, dramatically changed. Because what happens when you, it depends. So some people, they, they live together. Well, how about you? Let's just say that. It makes it much easier because we okay. don't want to generalize. We don't assume I speak for other people. Mm. How about you? What was your expectations? What was your thought process when you decided to say, I do? Honestly, I didn't really have any expectations really? or anything in my mind that I thought would happen. Mm. But one of my expectations, honestly, was living space. Like I didn't expect to live in... Where I'm living, being married. Okay. I expected to have a bigger, you know, more maybe for, maybe for a bigger space. Well, that was my a, one real expectation. Well, remember we had that discussion though, because it was the idea of like, okay, so do we save the money for the home instead of doing the wedding? Mm-hmm. And I knew that the part of that was not an option because our families wanted to be part, part yeah. of the wedding. And and I knew this this would come up because it's come up for other people that I know, mm-hmm. other couples where they said, well, if we have a big wedding, then we're not really going to have the money for a home. And eventually we're going to want a home. Exactly. So, But doing the math now, the wedding wasn't that much. We wouldn't have money for the home. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Look at <laughs> You think about sorry. Yeah. You think about it. Our wedding maybe was like twenty five, thirty k. That's still not enough for a home now. I mean, for down payment, no. <laughs> well, but it would have helped. It would have helped. But I wanted it all. I wanted both the wedding and what daughter does not and the home. Like my parents had a big wedding and they had a home, so you know I had those expectations. But it's a, it's a different time. Oh yeah, you know things that. are a lot more expensive. I mean, in terms of expectations besides a home, I don't know. I don't know if I had any real like expectations. I know I just wanted a loving husband. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a child. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't care but, how you got it. <laughs> but I don't... I can't think I'm of any like, real solid expectations. But, I wanted a family man. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted us to do things as a family. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you had both parents growing up. I didn't, so it, my perspective was a little different mm-hmm. in that sense. But I know that I, I wanted to have a woman that was my partner. We did things together, but at the same time, we had our separate, you know, things that we did. But yet, when we came together, we did things together, right? Mm-hmm. Where people knew when they saw us together, like, oh wow, that's that's that couple. Oh, I know who they are. They they kind of sense that they felt that oh. These guys are together. Mm-hmm. Just the way they energy, just the way they move. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't always happen. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you realize that I can't be that person. I think we had that discussion, too, where I had perceived you to be something. And you're stating, that's not who I am. You can't perceive an idea of who I am when I am my own person. Yeah. I could, I could. Then leaving out that expectation, yeah. it's like, yeah. I think it's what you said. You said you fell in love my, with my potential. Yeah, your potential because like I saw so many great things in you just based on our interactions early on in our relationship. Yeah, so that because I don't know if I was really hurt or taken back by that because for me, it's, I, I thought it was something positive. But go ahead. No, I was taken back by that because at that point, I guess you felt like I, I don't know, maybe I took it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was more a sense that. Am I not living up to that potential at this current point? Because at that point, I was already finished school. I was already working on my career. I had met my goal. So at that point, I was like, what else do you want from me? And that was kind of confusing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because <laughs> you didn't say that, though. When we talked about it, it seemed like you were more upset about the idea of me stating that as opposed to understanding where that was coming yeah, from. Yeah, that's where it was coming from. I know you, you're ideal of someone being successful is them having their own business and being a business person. Yeah. And I don't actually see it that way. Yeah. That's that's fair enough. I mean, we remember, we never really had a conversation like that mm-hmm. where we sat down and say, hey, these are my expectations of us. These are my expectations of you. Exactly. So did you expect me to be like a businesswoman? Or no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I kind of sense that you had this strong uh, passion about you. You had this um, force where you will go after what you want and you will overcome any, you know, challenges. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen you do that. You know, you come across something and it just you, you just figured out a way to get around it, if not go through it. But you did not let it stop you. Okay, got it. And so there were moments where I see you facing challenges and it's like it's kind of pushed you back or it stressed you. I'm like... I saw you doing more. I can see you. I see the potential in you mm-hmm. in that sense that you're not going to stay at this position where you are now in general. Like there's so much out there for you if mm-hmm. you just tap into who you are. Got it. But I think it's because you have these titles, wife, uh, mother, daughter, all these things that kind of like kind of put barriers in front of you while you're mm-hmm. trying to achieve Maybe those things that are outside of that, those titles itself. I mean, even, you know, just us in our relationship, you and Aiden, you and your job, you and just yourself and trying to do certain things, it may kind of distract or hold you off from really going after what you potentially want to, to become. And what is that? Again, so the sky's I, the limit in that sense for I, you. I'm pretty content where I am. I think okay, you so, feel like... <laughs> yeah, so th- then again, I could be projecting my ideas because I can sort of see more. I, and again... It's happened. Some people have done the same with me. So, I fair mean, enough. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, you can see more. But I don't even know when in the time where I can do more. 
Mm. I could barely like make it through the day now. Yeah. I I do think if I was single, maybe, but. So what are you trying to say? It, what I'm saying is that being married and have a child, it does. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it's a it lot. Just, it kind of put a kinks. In, it kind of put a kinks in your dreams. <laughs> but I I feel different. Like I I don't. I made my dreams. Like I, that's why I was very confused what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Like saying. I didn't have what dream did I have that I did not accomplish? I well, this is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago when we first started dating. I always ask you know share your dreams with me. You know, sh- what are your ideas? What is your perspective on life? How do you see yourself? And you're like, I don't get involved in conversations like that. I'm, I kind of like really you, nothing retrospective. Nothing. Thought provoking, nothing. At no, all. I don't. Like, I just kind of live day. I, I, my goal was to be a physical therapist, mm-hmm. to land a position in a hospital. I did all. I did that, and now I'm just focusing on family mm-hmm. and Got Aiden at this point. Maybe when if he didn't have any needs or have need help with homework, and need to do certain things, then maybe I would do something different right now. But not really. Okay. I mean, I work so hard for this, and I put so much effort into this, get getting the degree in it, that I just want to take a break, kind of, because <laughs> it's a lot to do everything. I try doing your own business, particularly in the career that I am, is very hard and not very lucrative. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, if I do something, maybe more into a charity or a volunteer, but I see a lot of people do their own business, and I'm not sure that they're, they see that they do so much, but not getting that much out of it, and not, they don't have a lot of that. Yeah, and, and it does. I mean, it's a sacrifice that you're willing to, if you're willing to make If that's it, something that you want. Exactly. That's what it comes down to, because some people are passionate about other things outside of their family, but still love their family, but they find their careers more important. They find, you know, their hobbies are more important for them, but try to balance it all out mm-hmm. without neglecting anything. And there's going to be times where things fall through the crack. Um, again, for me, when I had brought that up, it was just more or less to get an idea of like what drives you. Because mm-hmm. these are things that I that I find interesting is to get into these conversations of understanding people's psyches and yeah. their level of development and looking at life. What drives me? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, what nothing is drives about? me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, honestly, <laughs> nothing drives you me. You just want to get up and get the day going if you want to get up. You just want to stay in bed. If I had my wish, I would just do nothing all day. Sleep all day. Wow. Sleep all day, watch TV, exercise. Yeah, exercise. But you're doing something, though. If you want to sleep all day, you just be just lay on the bed and just I'll have exercise. a remote. Maybe I'll go for a run. Yeah, exercise, exercise on the bed, right? That's it. Sit up, go to the bathroom, come back that back to the room and lay down. I'm done. I think I burnt myself out early on in life. To go after what you wanted. And I'm done. Like I you just checked out. Like my friend, he was like, I wanted to get a degree in sleeping. I'm like, me too. <laughs> I was I'm the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I really I I can't sleep. In fact, I've triggered my own insomnia. Because I feel like when I was a kid at 13, 14 years old, something triggered in my mind saying, stop sleeping, mm-hmm. get up, you're going to miss out on something. So I kind of forced myself to go uh, only go with four hours of sleep. Mm. Yeah, not Literally, it, I, I sabotage more. myself. I, and I understand that. And my body physically starts 
to become uncomfortable if I go past five hours of sleep. I've started to develop back pains, shoulder pains, and I got to get up. A lot of people are like that. Actually. Yeah, once I get up, I'm I'm not going back to bed. And so I pick up a book, I read, or I walk around. Oh, I go outside for a walk in the neighborhood if I can't sleep because it's it's hard. It's really hard for me to go back to sleep because my mind is constantly running. I'm always thinking ideas. What's the next thing to do? What do I want? How am I achieve it? What books are out there to read? Uh, what movies? Things like what to think about next. And it's constantly never ending. That's why I'm exhausted at night because I'm, I'm burnt out. Nice. So what are your dreams and aspirations? Oh, man. I, I think my problem is that I think about it so much that it's all over the place. So I'm working through it. As all these ideas come to me and what I want, I'm just going straight ahead. But yeah, definitely want to start um, start a business, especially online, uh, anywhere in the area of marketing. But at the same time, keep my current position in sales, which I'm enjoying. I enjoy the travel. I enjoy meeting new people. Uh, I can't really complain about it. Okay. It's not as challenging or stressful as my previous job working in a school because that was ridiculous. I was putting in about corporate hours, about 14, 16-hour yeah, days. Yeah, it was rough. I'm not about that life. Yeah, but I mean, yes, you felt it because it was I was hardly home. Uh, yeah, it was bad. And mind you, I was just working in school. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> but I was administration, so I was responsible for the whole facility, all the operations, logistics, from start to finish. So the school started with me and ended with me. So I had to make sure everything was in place. I had to make sure that if there was an issue, I had an answer. So I wasn't going to my school administration or my school leader and saying, this is the issue. And for him or her to look at me and say, okay, so what's the answer? I had to provide, I had to give the issue and say, but this is how I resolved it. Got it. Yeah. So going back to the question about when the honeymoon stage is over, what I think is really hard when you're married is that things get serious. So Yeah, marriage is serious. Exactly. Huh? So that's what I think causes some things to fizzle. Because it's not just about hanging out, going to happy hour, going to brunch. Sex. Exactly. Like they're of sex. Yeah, so because <laughs> things get hard. Look, so now you... No pun intended? <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. Exactly. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is, is that now you are having to deal with finances. Oh, yes. Which is a big stressor. Uh-huh. Um, so things, it's not like a, just a fun spiritual relationship. It's How about like, personalities? Now you get to see people for who they really are. Because yeah. now you're a close, confined space now. Yeah, exactly. So now if you weren't living together, now you're living together. Now you got to see the rawness, the realness. Yeah, who's OCD? Who's OCD and who's, who's not? not? Exactly. So that causes the stress. And then also now you got to think about who's paying what bill. Oh, that it, took a while for us to figure that out. Well, we ended up being a decent system. Yeah, it did. Took a while. Yeah, it did. You know, I was still hiding some money here and there for my habits. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> oh God. Anyway, it's another episode. <laughs> yeah, how to hide your finances and get away with it? <laughs> I'm trying to take see what exactly what he's doing to the penny. Yeah. <laughs> So that gets, you know, some people may not want to join accounts, like roommates, so that can cause a rift. Mm-hmm. For us, that wasn't okay. We didn't do a joint account, but we had like a joint account for, for saving. 
Thank for you. saving, which that, was nice. That was helpful. That was helpful. That was nice. And a joint account for paying um, the bills at one point. Yeah, we did. We did do that. So that was kept... nice. We ended up doing pretty good with that. Yeah. But also, don't forget, you didn't. T- I requested that you didn't take on my last name. Because for some people, they find that really strange or important to a certain point. Um, when your partner doesn't take on your last name. Oh, yeah, we can discuss that. We have a, we have a we, little we, bit more we, time. We have time. So I did not change my last name, which is pretty common nowadays anyway, right? It is, but back when we did, we got married 10 years ago. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> it's like you're doing time. <laughs> Death row. <laughs> how, much, how much time now, right? I'm just doing my sentence. Yeah, now. right? I'm just going to do it quietly in solitary confinement. I think I, think I told Lewis that one time. I just said, I'm just doing my time. Yeah, I'm just doing my time. That's hilarious. Yeah, just do your time. Um, uh, yeah, so, you're not taking my... Okay, this is the thought process behind why I said not to take my last name. Because I realized that credit is so important in relationships. So my credit was not up to par when we got married. So I had plans of trying to clear it up. And I didn't want you to have my last name while I am still in the process. Because that would just bring your credit score down. So I had to think about these things and be unselfish. No, it's true. I don't think it does, though. You'll be surprised. Okay. You'll be surprised. And I, for even if that isn't the case, I didn't want to take that chance. So that's why I said, you know what? Let me clear up some of this stuff first. If things once things get in order and whatnot, then come back and say, hey, look, I'm at the par. Everything's good. If you wish, we can have you can have my. Oh, but section. you never did that. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> he never cleared, got never got around he did to it. Clear everything up, but he never said yeah. anything. I got. I mean, I got used to it. I mean, think about it. We we don't even wear our wedding rings anymore. <laughs> we don't even wear our wedding bands anymore. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. So, wait, do you want me to change? Do I want? That's a good I, question. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, we've been okay so far. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, if we do do it, I, mean, I have no problem with that. Just that means we got to fill out that paperwork all over again. Do all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Do we do it for ten years? No. Let me sleep on it. Okay. It's <laughs> not, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, it has to change. We're still married, no matter what. It doesn't whether. matter. You know, Aiden, but Aiden thinks my last name is Stefan. Aiden thinks your last name is Stefan. He goes Nina Stefan. I'm like, yep. The fact that he calls you Nina is hilarious. <laughs> I find that hilarious. He calls you Nina, and he just calls me Dad. I love it. And I thought at one point that he was never going to call me Daddy because he took so long to say because he kept saying Mommy, and he finally said Daddy. It was yeah, like it's, it's been nice. awesome since. But to go back to this idea that um, of not giving you my last name, you kind of get an idea of where it came from because I didn't want. To think that, hey, she takes my last name, but does that come with all the luggage, all the things I've carried over that I didn't get a chance to clear up? Got it. So that's all. It was kind of like being unselfish and trying to protect your, you know, your personal finances, your personal needs. Your just basically you in a sense. Even though we are together, and everything is yours, is mine, mine is yours. That stuff is at the same time. It's like, does that mean you take my crap too? Yes, probably. No. You see, that's not fair, though. I don't need your crap. I got my own crap. I know. It's rough. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. You're welcome. Oh, I waited 10 years for that to hear. Thank you. Oh, my God. You finally said I mean, that. Honestly, when that happened, I kind of pre- appreciated you for that because I'm like, some guys are very forthright. They're like, 
You have to. It's like it becomes a. Some women don't want to change their names, and their husband is very insistent. Like it's like a deal breaker. Not me. And they, and they were like, "You're not changing your name." I'm like, "No." Everybody was kind of shocked. But why? Why were they shocked? Did you ask them? Like, why? Why would you be surprised that your name wasn't changed? They're like, "Oh, you gotta do it because then you're not a family." Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he wakes up, he sees me. Goes yeah, to sleep, he sees me fine. too. You're like, whatever. It's fine. Well, I, everybody's I appreciated different. that because I like my last name actually. Yeah, it's okay. It's an okay last name. <laughs> Stefan is much better, but it's okay. <laughs> so anyway, I maybe maybe in the near future I'll change it. Maybe. Maybe. When you get the my life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on, make sure it's on there. Make sure money's on there. Yeah, Stefan, that's me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Nina, Stefan, yes. Give me, show me the money. Show me the money. Where do you hide it? Where do you hide it? But, uh, I mean, as you look at our relationship and where it is now and back then, can you say it was more good times than bad times? Or it was in between? Now or then? <clears throat> I mean, just to getting to this point where we are now. I mean, 10 years is not an easy feat. And remember, we've been together before that, too, so, off, you know. I don't know, a total 15, maybe. Nah, man, stop. That's a long time. I don't know. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you just do your sentence. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um. I'm waiting for the I parole do. board. <laughs> Honestly, I can't say it was bad times. Yes, it had hiccups, but I think that what actually made us stronger was going through all that stuff with Aiden. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very... Even though it was dark times and very hard and sad. Yeah. But the fact that the way we pulled through through all that, it just... Like I told us, it's like, yeah, we may have times where it's like... But we all, all we have is each other, you know. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. It's just us three. Yeah, it's with the nucleus. I let's just let's be real though. We hated each other for those moments. <laughs> let's clear the air. There were moments where we wanted to walk out, or somebody was going to end up with a knife in their chest. <laughs> someone, someone. It was like one of those steel case death matches in this apartment. Somebody's not getting out alive. <laughs> I mean, neither one of us was sleeping. Uh, we were uh, dealing with our jobs, dealing with this guy, and it was like, oh my God, we didn't know what day it was, what week, what month. Everything was a blur, but we had no choice but to do it together. We had to get through it. Yeah, because no one else was going to be there for us. So. No, not at all. In fact, we couldn't even turn to anybody. I mean, even complaining to, you know, just going to people and saying, hey, I just need somebody to talk to you. They're like, like hey, I got my own problems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got my own issues. Got to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, get some help. I mean, we didn't even look into marriage counseling. I think we did thought about it. Yeah, we did. I mean, that's still that was our that was like almost our breaking point. Yeah, I mean, I still I'm still for it, but you you're not for, for it. For what? It helps to help who? Help them. Uh, that's hundred bucks think, an hour. Hundred fifty bucks. The podcast is probably the best yeah, probably. <laughs> therapy for us. Yeah, I'm not paying 150 bucks for somebody to sit there and tell me that you're wrong. You never know. It may be helpful. Really? You go ahead, try it. Come back and let me know what you learned. It's called marriage counseling. So 
I'm, yeah. I'm still here. Come back and find me sitting on the couch watching TV. <laughs> That's marriage. <laughs> anyway, so that being said. Well, I, if we do do it, you do me a favor. Not during football season. See, there's a topic that I'll bring up during this. Yeah. No, <laughs> the during, counseling session. Counseling. So, you know what? I think this was a good episode because we didn't talk about cannabis, but. I, it's all relative because I mean, yeah. If you for the time that we've used to help us calm down, I mean, there's times where you're not going to use it all the time. No, and that's what the, I love about it. it's not addictive. Well, for us, well, it, hasn't been. it hasn't because we're it's, we're not dependent on it. You know, so maybe sometimes I think you should use it more. Yeah, because <laughs> let's be honest, you're 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 bipolar, <laughs> you're undiagnosed bipolarism. <laughs> And I, I can be challenging too. I'm not. I, okay, I'm not, thank you. I will God, admit you to admit. I will admit to you it. Never I, admit when. Hold on a sec. I am trying to. Hello, I am trying to admit that I can be challenging, but it's a good challenge. Uh. I mean, depending on how you define it. Exactly. But I, I believe that I'm a healthy challenge for you. Because what in the world? It brings out you twisted it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bringing out the best in you. I bring out so the, you say okay guys this is like another episode no no seriously before we go no seriously you, I you think, bring challenges that are not always healthy so you have to learn that he, you're not a perfect husband Mr. Osiris I am in my own mind I am <laughs> <laughs> but I do bring some great qualities exactly to, to, and to you, the table and you bring some not so great qualities same as me yes but yours Tend to be more. Often. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> no, god. no. <laughs> okay, okay, but I've learned to adapt. I've learned to embrace. Ladies, it. you hear this? I want people chiming in who know Osiris to, no, to chime no, in no, and no, let no, me know truth. that he also has things that are not so great that he brings to the table. Just as I, not is not just me. Really, I've, I'm hurt by all this. I'm taken aback because. I felt that brings so much good things to us. You I do, feel. but there's also some not so good things. Why are we focusing on that? Okay. See, when you focus on the negative, you only remember the negative. You don't think about the positive. Let's think about those positive things. Thanks. All right, folks, <laughs> let's wrap this up. You didn't buy it, right? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank so you, hopefully guys. Hopefully we'll get another episode soon. Oh, my God. Please help us find time. It's like midnight right now. (laughs) All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Catch you again. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens. And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong. And stay empowered. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. 
I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.